A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Everybody and welcome to episode 20 of Fantasy Brews, the podcast that likes to cover all things NFL as well as dabbling in fantasy football. I'm Kyle Ganyer here with co-host Mike Heinish. We dabble. We dabble. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fantasy Brews Pod and save us in your favorite podcast listening app. We're both heading into the next round of playoffs in Dynasty. Uh, we're not playing each other. Correct. But we could meet in the championship, and then we're also in the next round of losers in my redraft, <laughs> which I don't think we're playing each other. I think we could also meet in the losers championship. I'm not done yet. I have somebody tonight, I'm pretty sure. You're I have Nick Chubbs. Yeah, but they also have people tonight. <laughs> and I have a lot of uh, – I'm really far behind. <laughs> they have Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker tonight. <laughs> oh, no. And, yeah, you're not winning. <laughs> I guess I can't root for Justin Tucker today. I think I would, I would not mind a double championship. One for losers, one for winners. That would be in both leagues. That'd be hilarious. That would be really funny. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Yeah, this isn't that bad. I just need Nick Chubb to outscore Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker and make up a thirty-six point deficit. Yeah, no problem. You got it, Chubb. I think you got it. Um, <laughs> probably not. But other than that, confidence levels. I think I can sneak out a win in my redraft league. All I need is one, and I right. think I can do it. I was really confident going into this whole – like I, I thought I was going to be in the playoffs as much as I was worried I wouldn't make the playoffs. Then I didn't. Then my team got re-injured again. But we'll see. There's two weeks to make it up. Just can't lose – I got Brady against time. Atlanta. That's worth 30, right? That It could be. Especially your, your league is six points for a passing touchdown. Today we're drinking Goose Island 3-1-2. It's just the Urban Weed Ale. It's a very basic beer, but it's one that I – it's one of my favorite beers um, to just get and drink casually – I went down to the brewery last winter. Nice. Went down there. They told us a story about why it's called Goose Island. I don't remember it, but... Interesting. I've, I've had this before. <laughs> go go really there good. and ask them. I don't know, man. <laughs> and that would be in... Is that Chicago? Chicago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But Goose Island, always been a good beer. 312, my favorite of theirs. Just so simple and easy to drink. Is that a zip code? I don't remember that part either of the tour. <laughs> uh, I remember they were, they provided us with beer. That makes sense. Good, good brewery. 312 is Chicago. There you go. Justin Tucker update is coming to you now. All right. So Justin Tucker on Monday night made only four of five extra points. He actually mixed one, which is pretty abnormal. First one of the year. But he made four extra points. He also knocked in one field goal from over 50 yards for a total of seven NFL points. That brings his cumulative season total up to 105. So with three weeks left, he really needs to put in the work. He needs like 40, no, 36 points. So it's 12 NFL points a game for the next three games. It's it's possible he hit 12 in week six and 15 in week two. So here's for hoping for a bunch of field goals from the Ravens over the course of the next few weeks. Keep it up, Tuck. There yeah, it was. <laughs> Today we have our facts for you, of course, a recap of major Week 14 storylines, some news updates on all your favorite players, then we are going to do a quick evolution Pokemon comparison to some players. After that, we're not going to be doing our regular highs and lows because it's playoffs, you should have your team for the most part by now, and with so many teams being eliminated, the way it's... You don't need to know as much if you're eliminated, the chances, I don't know it's what It's not like you're are. trying to trade for somebody. Yeah. 
I said we're just going to look at some of the guys that are available through the waiver wire in a lot of leagues in case you suddenly need a fill-in. You don't know between this week and next week what could happen. Um, there's always some random person pops up with injuries in uh, practice that will right. miss um, time. So Then we'll give you our prop lock of the week. Oh, oh we're just going to run through the games. Uh, oh, we're yeah. Just gonna, we're just going to do a quick run-through of the games themselves and then end things, as always, with Bruce Clues. Yeah. So go ahead. And there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. All right, so my fact, this is something that has been going on the whole year, and I kind of forgot about it, and and then I remembered it, and I wanted to look back into it. So, on the year, the Jaguars have, between the whole team, they have 282 rushing attempts. 33 of those are from quarterbacks. Minshew has the most at 27. Glennon has five. You mean starting nine. quarterback, Gardner Minshew? Currently, yes. He's back. <laughs> Stash is back. Yeah. I'm so happy for that. I love, love Michigan, obviously. Uh, so of those number of targets, 33 were from quarterbacks. 16 are from receivers. Chenault has 15. Keenan and Cole has one. So between just carries to running backs, there's 233 on the year. Of those 233 rushing attempts, rookie sensation James Robinson has 224. So literally on the entire year, running backs that aren't James Robinson have carried the ball literally nine times. For the Jaguars. I actually didn't write those numbers. I was like seven to one guy and two to another or something. Uh, Zigbo was in there. But yeah, they, I just, I, I knew that was like a thing where like, I remember after week one, James Robinson was, everyone was like, literally no one else carried the ball. It was just him. And that pretty much is still happening. <laughs> at least at the running back position for sure. Yeah, James Robinson's awesome. I like He's him a lot. He's crazy. I'm so sad I traded him. <sighs> and I'm so sad the guy I'm trying to get him from doesn't have any other running backs. <laughs> so, but, um, mine, um. This is going to be a humble congrats to the Bills or Dolphins, but come on. The Patriots' streak of 11 straight AFC East division titles has ended with the Bills most likely winning the division this year. The Patriots cannot win it, and the Dolphins would need to win out while the Bills lose out. I see. But 11 years winning the division. That's crazy. Dolphins won it last in 2008, and that's only because that was the Matt Castle season, where the Patriots didn't even – I think they went 8-8 that year with their backup quarterback all year. I believe so. Um, and then before that, the Patriots won the five years previous. So they almost had 17 years straight if Tom Brady wasn't out that one year. That is so crazy. Buffalo's first division win, presumably, since 1995. Jeez. <laughs> so it's about time. All they had to do was take Brady out of the division and yeah. somebody else can win it now. Diggs, uh, just because you're talking about the Bills, Diggs has done a couple things. He, I think he was the first receiver this year to hit 100 receptions. Yeah, and he's on pace to get the franchise record in yards. Right, and I think he, I think he, his 100th reception tied the Bills franchise single season yeah. record as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a monster. That cool. That's pretty neat. I got two other quick ones. Um, over the last two NFL seasons, no one has thrown more interceptions than Jameis Winston, who has not thrown any this year because he has not been playing. But he still has the record, or, or the most of the past two seasons, at 30. Yeah. Second is Philip Rivers, currently at 29. Oh, you can do it, Philip. So he'll probably do it. <laughs> uh, and then the Saints went 50 straight games without allowing a single 100-yard rusher, but then they played the Eagles this past week. <laughs> And Hertz and Sanders both had yeah. over 100 yards rushing. So, <laughs> what the 50 straight games though without a 100 yard rusher? It's crazy. That's really impressive. That's I, I nuts. Didn't, I, know that. I know the Saints have always like had a pretty decent defense, but that's a crazy stat. I forget if this came up yesterday or if we saw it and talked about it. But did you, did you know the Steelers clinched a playoff spot yesterday with their yeah. loss? <laughs> with the did. Dolphins' loss. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny when you lose and clinch. But math. Week 14 recap. Some of the highlights. Uh, Jets are garbage. Yeah, yeah. They lost 40-3. to three. Wilson, 206, four touchdowns and one. 
<laughs> All right game. Not a lot of yardage. But, I mean, it was 43. The backups weren't in the third quarter. Yeah. So. Oh, no. They're just so bad. <laughs> Houston. That's uh, what happens when they fire their defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Houston eliminated from playoffs. Uh, lost to Chicago. When Chicago somehow still in the race. That's ridiculous. Um, I saw before the game that Houston, they're last in the league in rushing before this game. But they're second in passing. Wow. <laughs> so they, overall, they were tied for 16th in the like, Sure. Come on. Like, true MVP. Like, yeah. Watson and Henry are like, if you take the literal most valuable player term, Henry and Watson are the two yeah. are the MVPs. I, I would, it's hard to not agree with that, you know? I like, Watson is doing everything you possibly can <laughs> to win four games. And, Poor guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for him there. <laughs> Do you want him to, like, just as a fan, a Watson fan, not even as, like, a fantasy thing, do, like, do you want him to stay there long term? I want them to get him wide receivers, <laughs> like, a better tight ends, oh, anything, guess. man. I mean, Cooks, yeah, but he was hurt. They need they need one other. They need to draft a rookie, like, a good rookie receiver next year. Yeah, someone to grow with him. Packers and the Steelers clinch. Packers defeating the Lions. Roger, 290. Uh, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he had a rushing as well. Yeah. So uh, close to secure the MVP for him. I think he's he's definitely ahead right now. I, I think right. Mahomes I think had three interceptions. I think he's got it. Oh. He's all but got it. He's, he's got a, he's got a lot more to like. He hasn't had it as easy as far as the receivers that they have in Chicago. Yeah. They're Chicago Chiefs. Yes. I heard. Yeah. I, I got the chit. You were Chiefs and right just trend. changed Chicago. <laughs> Could have been Chicago. Am I right, Trubisky? <laughs> Steelers lose to Bills, but they clinch due to the Dolphins' loss we mentioned. Pittsburgh Which, that was a close game too, and they didn't yeah. have their best quarterback on the field. Pittsburgh losing two in a row. Um, they're still a scary team, but they've lost a lot of key defensive players like Devin Bush, and then his backup and then his backup. Mm. They're in, like their fourth string, like middle linebacker or something. Well, that's rough. And yeah, um, so that's going to hurt them in the long run. It already has been hurting them in the long run, but yeah. I feel like they still have a good shot at. At least winning a one playoff game. They should win this next week against the Bengals. Yeah, I hope so, you would think. <laughs> Football team takes the lead in their shitty division with a win over the 49ers and Giants lost to Arizona. Uh, Football team, two defensive touchdowns, no offensive touchdowns <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Terry McLaurin has been really struggling. Well, Alex Smith had that injury and they're not sure what's going to happen with him yet. So Haskins was in. And I, maybe they just go back to Haskins again. Oh, man, they're in, I don't know what they're Why don't they, they don't use know. the middle guy? Is it, I think it's Case Keenum, right? He was fine. They don't want fine. Than well, Haskins. I guess they want fine. Will does win that division. Fine, greater sign. Fine Haskins. will win that division. <laughs> yeah. Hertz gets a win in his first start after defeating the Saints. 167 and a touchdown. 106 rushing for Hertz. Pretty Another impressive. fun fact, Hertz Game. is the second player in NFL history to have Second quarterback to have 100 rushing yards in his first start. Uh, Lamar Jackson did it as well. Oh, wow. The more you know. And then the Chargers win the battle of the lead blowers. That game sucked. Mm -hmm. That was a horribly coached game. There were so many mistakes, and it was just that was the the, everyone should be fired. I want to like the Chargers, but Anthony Lynn makes it really hard. Their coach. He is such a bad coach. He is the bad decision maker. Yeah, those... he's bad. He's bad with time. Yes, he yeah. does not know how to control the clock at all. Hence Critical all the decisions. blown leads. Yeah, hence like even not even just the blown leads where they leave too much time for all the other teams, but like this one going into halftime, they had a shot. They were like in the red zone. They could have gotten done something, and they just let the clock run out. Yeah. and it was just like okay. 
You gotta be so frustrated as like a player on that team, you know. And they only won. They got lucky because it was pick, pick, pick. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan pick, Herbert pick, <laughs> Matt Ryan pick again. So then they got the ball back. No, you take it. No, you. Take like, it. We don't want to win. No, we don't want to. We want a worse pick. They both we love blowing. We leads. want a better pick. <laughs> you phrased it well. <laughs> as far as news updates go, there is not a lot to talk on our end right now. That we've got the final notes from. Obviously, you don't hear that until usually like Friday. Yeah, keep your eyes out. Um, Stafford's in doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be Chase Daniel there. Marvin Jones Jr., do you play him? I maybe. If, if Galladay's out, I, I, we, we've talked a lot of times about how that could be good and bad, but I, I think Marvin Jones has been doing okay. I don't, I don't have It's him against anywhere. Tennessee. So the matchup is nice. I would probably, I mean, it's going to be, I think that like question in particular is pretty team dependent, but I think in, I think there's a, probably a fair amount of cases where I would end up starting Marvin Jones. I think so. I think, I think he's, he's going to be looked at a lot, obviously. Um, I feel like it's one of those things where he won't screw your team and you have a, as good a chance at a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I'd, I'd still start him. I probably will be starting him in my redraft league, just because he, he, I don't have many choices. Yeah, that's what it dep- <laughs> like if you only have to, you have to start three receivers plus your flex. But if you have like yeah. just two receivers and you're doing good at running back, so your flex might be a running back. Like I, I could see a world where maybe you don't need to start him. But um, it's looking like Kittle will not be playing again. Um, not that it matters. They're about to be eliminated from playoffs. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Minshew named the starter again, and Jalen Hurts um, looking like he's going to start the rest of the season. He earned it. They were late in here. What's happening with Alex Smith and whatever else pops up throughout the week? Let's do some Pokemon comparisons, but of the evolution. So how I imagine it is, you you take evolution, um, you, you Pidgey. You start with your Pidgey. Sure. <laughs> and so this is going to be like a, a a new guy, a rookie, maybe not so established yet, but then he evolves to Pidgeot. Pidgeotto. That was the the next one. Pidgeotto. (laughs) And so this guy's a little better. He's kind of the same gameplay, game style as the other guy, but a little better. But then you got Pidgeot. Right, right. And he's the top tier of that kind of player. So we just decided to do the starter Pokemon, the original starter Pokemon evolutions, because... I, Do you know how I many know you pay attention. There are? You pay attention. To that. <laughs> I I know like the f- to up to Pokemon Gold. I don't know all the other ones. Like there's one that's like a literally just a bag of garbage. There's one that's yeah. a freaking lamppost. Like yeah. they we get I it. Like you, you ran out of ideas. <laughs> just why why do you need so many more? Why do they need more? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I they I, don't need more. I used to be so good at it, but the last couple generations, I've really fallen off of like it, five or seven years ago. I could look and like you could show me a picture. I could name it. And now I, I definitely can't do that. Well, like the, it started off like okay, the first hundred fifty, they're Grimer's all just a they're all like sludge. they're all like <laughs> forms of animals. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, they're fighting animals. The second one, it's like okay, this still now we're adding kind of like dinosaur, like prehistoric stuff, and then it just keeps going into oh, this one's a baseball bat. <laughs> this one's they just look around the room. Uh, the one a that's dart. A, a thing of keys, a ring of keys. Yeah, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> There's an ice cream cone. So we stuck with the the beginners. There's they're they do still make some really cool designs. They have really cool like origins or whatever. But there's yeah, there's a lot more <laughs> shitty ones now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Pokemon 1, 2, and 3. Yes. Okay, so here's what, how I approach this one. Grass type. So I chose running backs. They stick to the grass. Okay. Their weakness sense. is flying, right? So they're, right. they're running. They're always on the ground. Grass types are constantly growing. 
I picked... I'm going to pivot real quick because I, I did receivers for this, but I like your logic, so I'm going to switch on, this, on the fly. Okay. I picked Bulbasaur, Darrell Henderson. Oh, okay. Ivysaur, okay. Ronald Jones, Venusaur, Derrick Henry. Okay. Because these guys are not known for their receiving yards, but they're known for the yards on the ground. Uh, receiving yards in order... 154, 165, 109. Not great. Like, right. that's not well, – I'm, I'm not saying that's bad because I like running backs who stick to running. Do their job. Yes. <laughs> but – and then their rush yards, 564, Darrell Henderson. Of course, he's the starter. 900, Ronald Jones. And then 1,532 for Derrick Henry. Obviously, yeah. he's the tiered one, top tier there. So, they're all they're all guys they don't – they don't really need to get the receiving yards. Um, Henderson's still pretty young and not maybe someday he'll be a little more developed, but yeah, that's why he's that's why he's the Bulbasaur. Right, right. Ronald Jones, I think he, I really like him, what he's been doing this year. And he's kind of one of the bigger guys too. And then obviously Derrick Henry is just a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, is, he is the Venusaur. <laughs> he's crazy. I'm going to renounce what I said and go back to my original thing because I had a specific reason for – Making Derrick Henry Blastoise, so I'll come back to that. So at, I, I did receivers for um, for the grass starters for no real reason. My logic is a little less intense, but I, I kind of looked uh, really quickly at the Pokedex entries of the of the original games. They like change them every time there's a new game. But I looked at the original red and blue or red and green for for the starters. Bulbasaur, uh, what they focused on was just his that bulb that's born on his back, and then it grows and gets stronger from there. So I, I try to think of somebody who was born with the talent. But if they want to get better or sustain what they're doing, they have to, you know, keep growing. And I went with Odo Beckham Jr. because I don't know if he's done that. He definitely has the talent doing his one-handed <laughs> catches. But I, I guess he got hurt this year. He's dealt with injuries. But he kind of has, you know, his attitude gets in the way occasionally as well. I, I like him a lot. I hope he does does well. From there, you evolve into Ivysaur. The plant, the bulb on the back gets bigger and it makes it harder for the, the I guess, Ivysaur to stand on its just its hind legs. So I started thinking of someone who's bulking up, got, kind of getting bigger, getting better as well. And I went with AJ Brown. And then my Venusaur, he might even be younger, probably the youngest of these three, but I went with DK Metcalf. I just, I'm just thinking of someone who's. He's the same age huge. as AJ Brown. Yeah, they're the same year, right? And OBJ's got to be older. I imagine, but but DK Metcalf is just he's just there. He's Ooh, arrived. The, the he's disrespect huge. to OBJ Ooh. being the Bulbasaur <laughs> I, of the three. I mean, you could say it was a. Cult. The other guys are only in their second season, but and I but, can almost tell you OBJ had better numbers at that point than they these guys. I, do. Oh, I'm sure he did. But the, yeah, the logic there was he definitely was born with it. He's got to keep growing because he's been you know again injuries, but he's been flying below the radar lately. It's because he's on the Browns. OBJ's <laughs> rookie year, 1,305 and 12 touchdowns. His second year, 1,450 and 13 touchdowns. His third year, 1,367 and 10 touchdowns. Holy fuck. Keep and that going. was with Eli Manning. Wait, keep going. Uh, that year he played four games, 302 and 3. <laughs> but that 1,052 and 6, 1,035 and 4. So, yeah, I assume those touchdowns are go down Just switch him into A.J. Brown. That's that's fair. I could do that. <laughs> Give him. I don't, I'm not a huge OBJ fan, but he deserves a little more respect. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I feel like <laughs> he's even on the list. I, I like him, dude. That but year, yeah. that year, 1,052 and six touchdowns. That was in 12 games. I remember that actually. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Beckham. <laughs> Just trying to point out your raw God-given talent. All right. Uh, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard. Fire type becomes a dual flying slash fire type when becoming Charizard. So their weakness is ground. So I pick quarterbacks that are not big rushers, kind of the opposite of what I did with the running backs. Sure. Um, also water, so they don't 
water's their weakness. And I classified wide receivers as water because they usually have the most drip. <laughs> I thought you were going to say quarterbacks don't like rain or no. something. <laughs> uh, so, so I put that their weakness may be water. Maybe they don't always have the best wide receivers sure. um, to compliment them. And QBs are often the fire behind the team and they let the ball fly. So I picked this evolution of Derek Carr mm-hmm. transforms into Matthew Stafford, right? Sure. Well, that would be a step up for Derek Carr. If he, if he was like Matthew Stafford, he, the Raiders would be better. Yeah. <laughs> and then after Matthew Stafford comes the Aaron Rodgers is ah. the Charizard Carr um, on the season, 3,343, 24 touchdowns, 7 picks, 141 rush yards. Stafford, 3,522, 22 and 6, and then 91 rush yards. Rodgers, 3,685, 39, 4, and 100 rush yards. So none of them are putting up a lot of rush numbers. They don't need to if they can throw it right, which they all are putting together pretty decent seasons. Um, Rodgers, obviously, especially. Mm. But I think, honestly, I Derek Carr should be better at this point in his career than he is, <laughs> I think. But he's still not that. Like, he's he's that... He's that Pokemon you just hold on to and you don't want to evolve. Someone's pressing so you the have like button. you have like a level fifty Charmander <laughs> and you just don't want it ever to evolve. It's just staying a Charmander Ooh. no matter how long it's there. If you recall, Pokemon that don't evolve learn moves earlier. So right, like like Charmander's gonna learn Fire Blast like thirty something, whereas Charizard is like fifty something or whatever. But I don't know how that translates to football. Well, so. and, and in regards to the wide receivers as well, obviously Car doesn't have that wide receiver yet he's got a lot of young guys um, right and he doesn't they haven't figured things out 100 yet matthew stafford's been dealing with a lot of problems not having galladay this year right and then rogers adams missed a little time but besides adams he's kind of got these guys who are only putting up average numbers because of rogers yeah if they had a different quarterback they wouldn't be doing any of this stuff mvs did you know he leads the league in yards per catch I think I did know that because it was from my stat for Bruce Clues the other day where somebody else was second behind MBS. Oh. But otherwise, I would not have known that. <laughs> not even as a Packer fan. Yeah. Yeah, even Tanyan's been great. Tanyan has like nine touchdowns, I think, on the year, but it's because oh, yeah, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a second. That's who it is. Yeah. Maybe still. I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> well, I, I went with quarterbacks for the Fire Pokemon as well. Again, my, my logic was slightly different. Um, I kind of I think I kind of like did evolution of a career of a quarterback's career, maybe at least in this day and age, and it kind of depends. But with uh, my Charmander quarterback, I went with Kyler Murray, off to really a hot start. Uh, if you recall from all three of these guys, the Pokemon, but especially Charmander, the whole thing is like if the flame on the tail goes out, the Pokemon dies, you know? And so I was thinking of like a young quarterback where like, it, they're pretty obviously pretty good, but something could, like sometimes it happens where something goes wrong and the career gets cut short. We don't want that to happen to Kyler. Uh, when he evolves... If he wants to keep progressing, he needs to rely not as much on his legs. Just in general, for a quarterback, Kyler's great. And has to rely a little more on his arm. So I, I transitioned Kyler, uh, had him involving into Aaron Rodgers. That, that would be a good one, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, because Watson can get it done on his feet, but he has a good enough arm that he doesn't always have, he doesn't have right. to run as much. Kyler, obviously, is I'd say he's a better runner than Watson. Because he's so yeah. much... He's so much smaller i guess it's easier for him to move and it's not like maneuver, a bad passer or yeah. that he like over relies on the run it's just that if you want to if you want to evolve and keep playing football you can't you know yeah cam newton's not having a great year so aaron Rodgers is i think i think especially more so now he uh is is running less like you kind of just pointed out but but you kind of saw that from Rodgers. he he still runs the ball when he needs to he did it more in previous years than he does now 
And then is Aaron Rodgers 36 or 37, I think? Charter Million evolves at level 36. Um, <laughs> if you want to keep playing to the to the older ages, you can't really run at all. You have to evolve into Tom Brady, who is... Uh, he has over 1,000 career rush yards, <laughs> Michael. I'm okay. So sorry. <laughs> I think all of your... your He's got a lot of rushing touchdowns, too. They're all from within a couple inches, but... I wonder what his longest rushing touchdown... Does he even have a two-yard rushing touchdown? I'm sure he's got, like, Probably. a two-yarder. Maybe a four. That would be crazy. I, I wonder what it is. I'm, I'm going to look up what Tom... Keep going. I'm going to look up Tom Brady's longest rushing touchdown. This one I felt the least good about, because I, when I think of Charizard, I think of, like, almost, like, crazy and destructive and stuff, whereas Tom Brady is, like... He, he can get pretty red in the face. Uh, he can get fired up, for sure. But for the most part, I think he's pretty cool and collected and calm and stuff, but... Yeah, if you want to keep playing Pokemon or quarterback into your old age, you you have to make sure you perfect the main part of the quarterback game, uh, managing the game, throwing the ball. So to get that high level, you need to be Tom Brady. Let me look if this is just showing. Oh, it's just showing passes. Oh, no. Longest. Oh, it's his longest rush. The long. Okay, well. What is his longest rush? The longest rush of his career is 22 yards in Holy 2006. Cow. They probably took about 22 seconds. <laughs> I don't, uh, he was pretty young then, I guess. I don't know the longest. I can't find the longest rushing touchdown. I'm sure I could if I kept going. But I'm going to talk about Squirtle, War Turtle, and Bluff Stories. Brady, sorry to cut you off, but Brady ran to 1,000 rushing yards in 265 games. The next slowest quarterback was Y.A. Tittle? Am I saying that right? But so the second slowest took 161 games, 104 games less than Brady. <laughs> when you got an arm like that, you don't have to run. <laughs> and when when Brady had his 22-yard run, Michael Vick had 1,039 yards in that same season. Well, Squirtle, War Turtle, Blastoise, Water Type. I chose wide receivers, as I said, because they have the most drip. And that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> um, their weakness is grass, so I picked long ball guys. And I picked... Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, and Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson obviously being a rookie who was lighting it up right away. Um, I always chose Squirtle as my starter Pokemon, so sure. I, I picked guys who are already like – Justin Jefferson his first year, but he's already great because I right. love Squirtle. Squirtle's not my favorite, favorite Pokemon, but he's the, I always chose him as a starter. Yeah. And Jefferson with 1,078, seven touchdowns on the year, 16.58 yards per catch. He is a guy he can just run out there and he it, Kirk can hit him and he he gets the yards. He does what is needed of him, that obviously. Crazy. Over 1,000 yards in his rookie year, having a killer year. Then Metcalf, obviously, is even more of a long ball guy. He's such a big guy. He's like a literal long ball guy where you can just jump up and grab it. Uh, he's got 1,180 and 10 touchdowns, 17.1 uh, yards per catch. And then I got Adams, who doesn't have as much yards per catch, but that guy, he doesn't, he does whatever he needs to do. Right. <laughs> uh, 1,144 and 14 touchdowns on the year. Adams is, I he's got to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. It I, This year, for sure, right? Like, a, I mean, I there, I there's that. few that can do the stuff. He even missed a couple games. Mm -hmm. Two games, I think he missed. But 14 touchdowns. And that many are – it's killer. It's like, insane. He's got – nobody can – he isn't involved in anybody. He's already at the top level. Right. <laughs> I like it. All right. With with my water stores, I went the running backs for whatever reason. I, I kind of – I already mentioned it, but Derrick Henry's my blast toy, so I'll start with Squirtle. But I kind of just pictured guys getting to Derrick Henry's part. And I don't know if they exactly like Link super well, but with Squirtle, I went with somebody who's a rookie but doing great. I went with James Robinson. 
Uh, he's, he's just lighting up the league. We already talked about how many rushing attempts he has on the year. So he monopolizes that backfield. He's doing great. I don't have his, his exact numbers in front of me, but I think he's eclipsed a thousand yards if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Uh, so that's really cool for him. Following, uh, Squirtle and James Robinson is Wartortle and Nick Chubb. Uh, I could see that as kind of like a natural progression, maybe for Robinson. Chubb can catch the ball, but he's not like super involved in the passing game. I think he has a um, hundred receiving yards on the year. Uh, Chubb? Yeah. Yeah, he has... 94? 75. And he's missed four games uh, as it is. But but yeah, he, he can. It's it's not his MO. I guess that's... Uh, James Robinson has a lot of receptions, so maybe I should backtrack that. And then the final stage of a running back, obviously, is Derrick Henry. And this is what I thought was kind of fun. Uh, part of one of the Pokedex entries from more recent games, I think, with Blastoise's water cannons, the water he shoots can punch through thick steel. And I'm pretty sure uh, Derrick Henry can just, with his fists punch through thick steel because he's so fucking strong um and, and he's still super super fast he can juke people even though he's huge uh so i think that's a natural natural ending point of I, I, how can you not agree derrick henry is the final form of a of a running back at least this year for sure he's a beast so good i threw in a last one magikarp and gyarados oh nice <laughs> and we didn't talk about tight ends at all so mm-hmm. i got really pissed this guy this weekend the past couple weeks actually uh my Magikarp is Jordan Aikens, you motherfucker. Yeah. You've dropped three fucking touchdowns in the past two games. This past one, if anybody watched that the Texans-Bears game, literally just, he wide open in the end zone, it just hit him in the shoulder, and it, the ball <laughs> went to the ground. He completely missed. He fucking sucks. The I closest defender was like two or three yards away. He, it was an <laughs> easy-ass touchdown, and he dropped it. And then He's got fins out there? <laughs> my Gyarados is Travis Kelsey, because... Yeah. It's going to take a whole mag- lot of magic, a lot, a lot of hard work for Akins to ever get anywhere near Kelsey. Uh, and Kelsey is a red sparkling Gyarados. Yeah. And Jordan Akins is a level two Magikarp. <laughs> That's accurate. That's really accurate. I just, I just, I, I need to call it Akins for how shitty he is. I'm so mad at him. Deontay Johnson's trying to keep up with the drops, but, uh, but he can't. Akins Devontae is- Adams doesn't have any drops. I think he's 188 wow. ca- uh, targets, no drops. That's crazy. That's, that is crazy. He, like, that was kind of his problem, like, not even, like, three years ago or something like that. Like, he was a ball dropper. But he's killing it. Go Adams! Let's talk about uh, a couple of Week 15 waiver ads. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be boomer bust. we will tell you right now. That's right. just how the waiver wire is going to work um, at this point. These guys are going to be boomer bust, but they're worth taking a look at if you suddenly lose a guy. Who knows what could happen during the week or if you advance again next week. So uh, I started uh, with quarterbacks. I listed three. Phillip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts. Rivers is has a pretty decent schedule. Um, week 15, uh, maybe not week 16, because this upcoming week he's got Houston, but then week 16 he's got Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So if you are desperate need of a quarterback 15, I don't know who you'd be replacing really. Maybe that, I mean, if you're this far in the playoffs, you had a decent quarterback at least. Yeah. But something may happen. Maybe it was Stafford. Maybe that you just you had. been streaming every single week. Yeah. Along that uh, but Phil Rivers with Houston week 15. Andy Dalton has just been putting together a very safe stat line for fantasy. So I think if, it, if it's a desperate need, he is a safe play. He's got all the freaking weapons he could ask for. So he better be a safe play. Right. But San Fran and Philly coming up for him. Never the worst option. But then Jalen Hurts, because you've seen one game out of him against a really good defense. Yep. 
So he's got Arizona and Dallas coming up in these next two weeks. He could be a great play. A great play. He if runs you need the him. ball. He had a hundred over a hundred yards that's ten points right there. Yeah. Before any passing work. Do you have any quarterbacks written down? Yeah, I uh, I went with two at each position loosely. Um at quarterback. Oh, and I, I actually went on NFL.com. So this is specific to them, uh, but I was looking at roster percentages. I only grabbed guys that are available in at least 40% of leagues, if not more. So check, check 40% obviously is less than half, but it's it's still – it's definitely enough that you should go and take a look at it, people. For reference, I just picked up Mark Andrews in your league on, on waivers, which yeah. what, that was a good move. So I, I don't love him, but Cam Newton runs the ball, so that could always – He's got the Jets. Game. Yeah, we've uh, this week 15 is against the Dolphins, but then or the Bills. Sorry, in week in week 16, I believe, which is a is a good matchup. To oh, they against. Jets are 17, so they got they got Miami and Buffalo. It's coming up, and and yeah, if you're playing week 17, obviously Jets are a good matchup. He's available in 40.8 percent of of leagues, at least according to NFL.com. I'm gonna say right now, I'm not starting him against Miami at all. I, I definitely would. No, not a yeah. chance. If, <laughs> if, I, if you're picking him up, you're picking him up for week 16 against the Bills for sure. Jared Goff, I quickly jotted down. I, I don't love him. The team likes to run the ball, and they he's a safe events. he's a safe guy as well. Yeah, week fifteen Jets, week sixteen Seahawks. Uh, so so that's pretty good. Available in forty one point five percent of leagues. Uh, I also did jot down Jalen Hurts for for the running game that he, that he offers. He's only eight point eight percent owned in NFL.com leagues. And then the last one, really quickly, was uh, I mentioned him last week. Mitch Trubisky is only owned in seven point one percent of leagues. He's not a high ceiling sort of guy, but he he runs the ball a little bit as well. Definitely enough, it's worth mentioning. And uh, he's he's got really good matchups the rest of the way, just like David Montgomery does. Put down a few running backs as well. Uh, Peyton Barber from the football team. Depending on if Gibson is coming back this week, uh, Peyton Barber could be a really good play. Didn't have the best week this past week, but that's just it's just gonna happen. The f- the football team, they didn't get any offensive touchdowns, so it's not just him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he did, he's gotten 11, 14, and 12 carries in these past three weeks. So he's getting a, a good amount. And he's playing Seattle and Carolina week 15, 16. So if Gibson is out, he's worth a look at. Tony Pollard from the Cowboys, I've said handcuffing. If you got Zeke handcuffing, Pollard is would be a great move because – Honestly, Zeke's this I, – I can see we, next week he's just saying, okay, I'm done for the season. I'm not going to play anymore. Yeah. Um, he could – they do you see that all the time in teams that have just like blown their chances. Yeah, shut down the good players. I mean the Cowboys aren't, aren't out of it by any means yet. But you, you see it a lot where like week 14, 15 rolls around. They're like, okay, well, I'm not even going to bother playing the rest of the season. Right. I I only – there's only one running back that qualified for me that I, that I wrote down, which is Cam Akers. I, I – would like to apologize for last week where I didn't say drop cam makers. I used him as an example to drive the point home of you might have to drop someone who's stopped for the, you know, what wait and see what if and, and get your handcuffs. And cam makers was unfortunately the name I use. He's currently only uh, owned in 50.5% of, of NFL.com leagues. So he's relatively available at the time of hearing this. He, you know, that number is going to be lower. But Akers blew up. He, he's leading that running back room now. So you definitely want to get him on your team. And other than that, yeah, just handcuff. Uh, Pollard Madison to back up Cooks. Or, sorry, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Mick Nichols in case Henry goes down. Those are guys you should be throwing on, on your bench with any spots that you have open. Wide receivers, I got a couple here. Uh, Gabriel Davis from the Bills. Nice. Uh, with Brown being out, Davis has, uh, I think, he had a touchdown on three consecutive games. And it's only, I mean, once you get that confidence instilled, the yards come with it, the targets come with it yeah. as well. If you earn it, you're going to get more looks. And and it's really, since Tua's been 
two and him have been getting on kind of a same. Nope, that's the wrong team. Josh Allen. Josh Allen and him have been kind of getting on the same page because Allen doesn't have his Brown that he had last year. Yeah, obviously him and Diggs are working out, but then he need he you can't just throw yeah. to one guy all the time. You can and it kind of works, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have Michael Pittman from the Colts. Nice. He's been stepping it up now that he's established a couple games um, as a rookie. Russell Gage from the Falcons. If Julio Jones um, continues to have in problems he's one of those guys i can see being just saying okay i'm done for the year the falcons are yeah i eliminated I, yeah i think the Chargers eliminated them i think so yeah. if not they're close for sure so he's a guy who he's not going to give up on the season well, he'll i mean this it's one thing giving up on the season doesn't matter if you're not playing playoffs but he's going to keep be working to earn next year's paycheck right. and like earn contract talks and shit like that. And Russell Gage was actually serviceable and fantasy relevant early to yeah. start the season too. So and that's because because him and uh, Julio Jones and Ridley Ridley have been like, who's gonna miss the game? You this time? Sure, right. One of us is probably. <laughs> we'll take and then my last uh, wide receiver is Rashard Higgins from the Browns. Nice. Um, obviously OBJ being out. I like Higgins a lot. He's been he's been earning a good amount of looks. Yeah. Yeah, I, drew, I jotted down two names as well, which we didn't overlap in on at all, which is great. T.Y. Hilton, he's available in 40.6% of the league, so I'm definitely straddling that line there. People gave up on him already. They did. I, I think I... We I, are one of them. Yeah, I had him in... We dropped him for Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I had him in your league at one point, too, and I dropped him, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure. So, last three weeks, he's got 23 targets, 277 yards, and four touchdowns. He now plays the Texans uh, this, this coming week, which is great. Uh, after that, it's the Steelers, which isn't... Great, but it's not as bad as it once was. It's still one you try to avoid, but I don't think it's a death sentence anymore, especially if T.Y. Hilton is showing up. Rivers is picking it up a little bit. For Hilton and for Michael Pittman, they actually have the same schedule as Philip Rivers, too, which was a good schedule the rest of the way. So I would definitely look for him. And then the other receiver I jotted down was Michael Gallup from the Cowboys. The past three weeks, he got six targets, 11 targets, and eight targets. So that's been up from from what it was before. It's good to see Dalton actually linking up with him. The yardage hasn't come as much these last uh, three weeks, although two weeks ago he had 86 yards and a touchdown. But when you're seeing that number of targets, the yardage is going to come for sure. He's available in a little over half, 53.1% of leagues. Uh, and I, did, I did put down one tight end. I put down Irv Smith from the Vikings. Um, he got a lot of looks with Kyle Rudolph missing this past week. So if Kyle Rudolph continues to miss time, Irv Smith is a good start to have. Yeah, and I think he's been seeing more um, snap percentage too. I also added two tight ends. Jared Cook is actually on a number of waiver wires now, rightfully so, with Josh Hill being the quarterback. Josh Hill, Taysom, Taysom Hill. That He used to be on the Saints, though, Josh Hill. <laughs> tight end. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jared Cook uh, Cook actually got in the end zone the last couple weeks. I, I believe he's, his target count the last couple weeks is going up as well. So with Hill, it's, it's actually been improving a little bit. But the goal here is to get ahead of the curve with uh, Drew Brees coming back. Oh, I wrote, I didn't say my super cool thing. The breeze is going to float back in, and Jared will get things cooking instead of climbing an uphill battle. Uh, it's not the worst <laughs> thing that he didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. It was worse, <laughs> it was worse than I said it after the fact. Yeah, it, well, it did not help you at all. <laughs> I like capitalized the words in my in my text. Uh, the other guy, I mentioned him in last week's episode as well, but Cole Komet, this past week he saw seven targets, 86% of snaps, which is the highest of his career. Also, Jimmy Graham had the tutty, though. Jimmy Graham did have the tutty. I, I, I mix up their numbers. I get really excited. But Cole Komet has still been involved. He has that soft schedule, the Vikings, and then the Jaguars are weeks 15 and 16. And he's available in 99.7% of NFL.com leagues as of this recording. So shoot us questions on Twitter if you have any. We'll respond almost instantaneously. It's coming down to it in leagues. You got to – either you're done 
or you're fighting for not losing. Yep. Or win. <laughs> you know how leagues no, are, yeah, right? Yeah, you know how competitions sure. are. You either win or lose. <laughs> Here's your prop lock of the week. All right. Welcome to your Thrive Fantasy prop lock of the week. I want to be 30. 30 and flirty and thriving. This week we're going with Jonathan Taylor. We have an over-under of 78.5 rushing yards. The over is going to get you 110 points, and that's what we're taking in this matchup. First off, they're playing Houston, so the running defense is not very good. Uh, Second, he's really been unleashed these last few weeks, especially this past week, and I think that's going to continue. He's hit the over on that mark uh, each of the last three weeks, actually, actually, with this most recent matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, seeing him go for 150 rushing yards. Uh, And then the third point is he's playing the Houston Texans, which is a really bad rushing defense. Uh, So go ahead, lock in Jonathan Taylor for your prop lock of the week. Take the over. And just remember, he's playing the Texans. All right, let's just do a quick rundown of the games. Do you want to bring up the standings? Sure. Because I want to see, um, I think we won't be 100% on what we say, but we're going to do based off what the standings are looking like um, with the records, who is could be eliminated or clinched based on these games. You should go to NFL.com. They have a great playoff picture. All right, uh, first, of course, is our Thursday night game, Chargers versus Raiders. Chargers already eliminated Raiders. This is a must win because they've been on a downhill spiral, even barely beating the Jets. Like, if you win on the last second touchdown, that's embarrassing Right against the Jets. So this is a huge game for the Raiders. One, they can easily win, and I think they will. Chargers at this point are just playing to get that experience and get the, <laughs> and get the camaraderie amongst the teams. Yeah, Herbert can get practice. Uh, Raiders sitting at 7-6. and six. So... With a win here, that could bump them right back up into a wild card spot, depending on other games. So, obviously, a lot of these games for the rest of the season are pretty much must wins for those Raiders. Yeah, they they need one of those wild card spots. The Chiefs clinching their division already. Saturday, we got two games this week. I forgot. I almost forgot that there were Saturday games. That's right. Um, so we have the Bills versus Broncos. Bills, I assume they would clinch the division with a win. I think so. Yes, they would. Uh, they uh, well, I think they play the Dolphins once more. Oh yeah, they do. Um, in the last week, I think, right? So Bills, I believe, clinch the division and playoffs with a win now because they did beat the Steelers this past week. Right. Broncos will be eliminated officially, I believe, with a loss. That's got to yeah, that's got to be true. I can't believe they're like technically still on the bubble. Broncos have a few players though worth looking at. KJ Hamler having a pretty decent week this past week. Tim Patrick should be owned in leagues at this point. He's yeah. earned it. But they've got a couple guys worth looking at as well. The other Saturday game is Panthers versus Packers. Panther or Packers already clinched. Panthers would be eliminated with this loss. They're at the very bottom of the bubble, sitting <laughs> at four and nine. Somehow they're still not out. Because <laughs> the NFC East is so bad. <laughs> so in that game. I mean, Panthers receivers are probably owned already. Maybe you can pick up Alan Lazard, but I don't even know if he's a safe play. Um, Curtis Samuel, if he's on your waivers and DJ Moore doesn't play. CMC looking to come back. He says he wants to play no matter what happens. Um, Mike Davis had a good week this past week, too, if if CMC doesn't play. I mean, I guess in this game, I forgot to go over it, but who who we got in the Chargers? Raiders. We got agree on Raiders winning. Yeah, that. I would take the Raiders there. Bills, Broncos, pretty obvious. Yeah, Bills. Bills. These games are pretty obvious. Packers over Panthers. Right, agreed. Although, 
if CMC comes back, it's the Packers' <laughs> defense honestly could, but yeah. in the end, I, the Packers win in that. Uh, moving on to Sunday's games, uh, some Nooners. 49ers versus Cowboys, both still in contention. Cowboys would profit a lot more from a win than the Niners. Right. Niners at 5-8, and eight, Cowboys at 4-9. and nine. Well, the Cowboys could still win their actual division. Yeah, I... <laughs> Technically, who do you who do you have in this game? Cowboys and 49ers. I if Zeke was playing better, I might say 49ers or sorry, Cowboys, but I, I think I'm gonna lean for I'd say Niners just because they they have a better defensive matchup, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm i rolling with the coach. I think Kyle Shanahan, Nick Mullins against a shitty defense is gonna be better than Dalton against a pretty decent, yeah, defense. yeah. And, the 49ers can run the ball with whoever they have, whereas the Cowboys – Pollard's been playing well too, but if, if him or really if Z can't get it going, then you're, it's a one-sided attack. So I think the Niners will be eliminated with a loss there. Seahawks versus football team. This I think will be interesting. Great offense against a, a – great offense with a bad defense against a bad offense with a great defense. I don't yeah. know. I don't know which way this game. I could see Seattle losing this. I could honestly really see Seattle losing this. They just lost to the Giants, didn't they? <laughs> and I, I think Seattle would clinch a wild, or at least a wild card. If they win, they'd be ten and or they beat the Jets. They'd be so ten and four. But the Cardinals, they split on the year, so it'd come down to yeah. division record. And they lost to the Rams. I don't know. So that that one comes down to tiebreakers that we aren't going to look up right now. I think that one in the NFC East are probably like the closest, yeah. debate, at least that I can think of. I, I guess without the quarterback situation and if no Antonio Gibson, I got to give it to the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I would have to assume the Seahawks are going to win. But you, I mean, you said it well. Like, does it come down? What's better, the Seahawks offense or the like, or is the defense of the football team better than the quality of the offensive? I, I'll say I'm not comfortable starting Wilson in this game. Sure. That that's a tough start. If you if you are in the second round of playoffs with Wilson against the football team, that's going to be rough. Yeah, that yeah. could that could be rough. That would really suck to lose to to be eliminated that way as a fantasy player. But it's it's tough. But you probably have to start Wilson too. I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. crazy. Would you rather start Wilson or uh, Philip Rivers against whoever the fuck we said he plays? Oh, Philip Rivers because he's he's got a good matchup. Better this matchup for sure against the Texans. Obviously, Wilson is way by far the better quarterback, but. These are the decisions we have to make. We got the Bears versus the Vikings. Both teams still in it. I think Bears would be eliminated with a loss. That seems... The Vikings had the wild card spot until they lost this past week to the Bucks. So it was taken over by the Cardinals. Bucks are a tough... I, I would I would take the Vikings to win. I, I would think. too. They I know, I know the Bears have been playing. Their offense finally figured out Montgomery's had yeah. some great games. But the last time they played, Cousins had two ninety two, a touch, uh, two touchdowns, and a pick. So not bad at it's all by bad. any means. I think I think the Vikings take they need, they'll hopefully they'll have a better kicker. Their kicker will do better. He sucks. <laughs> oh my so god, bad. Dan Bailey! But Dan Bailey blew it. That so, was so they would have probably won if Dan Bailey hit all his shit. Didn't he finish like negative? He missed four what points or something? Three, <laughs> two extra points, two field goals, three field goals. Something he was, like that. oh my god, he was garbage. Complete garbage. It was hilarious. Yeah, he finished with negative four points. <laughs> uh, he attempted one extra point and missed it. He attempted three field goals, goals and missed all three of them. <laughs> oh, oh, my no. God. So bad. Better uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the Vikings in this game. 
I just I think I'm gonna ride their high while the Bears have been their offense has gotten better and they finally and, won a game, but and, they've and, been on a hard. And more of a straight. must win situation, the Bears are not gonna be. They're not gonna get the do well under pressure. Yeah, no. Then we have the Patriots Dolphins. I, <laughs> as a Patriots fan, I don't. I'm not looking forward to watching this game because I can't stand watching Cam Newton play. I I can't. I don't like watching him play at all because he's so bad. Mm-hmm. His his passes are so off target, and everything. I'll take the, but I, I'll take the Patriots in this game because Belichick knows how to destroy rookie quarterbacks. Look what happened when he played Herbert, forty five to nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. What I I will take. I'm gonna give. I'm not even gonna give Newton the win. Belichick gets the win. Patriots versus Dolphins keep the Patriots' hopes alive, and the Dolphins diminished. I think I I don't want to agree. I I, I want to see the Dolphins succeed, but I I think I might have to stick with the same because Belichick is known for just erasing like who's the biggest threat on the other teams on the other team offense. That he eliminates them from the. You game, got Stefan you know? Gilmore on Parker, and you've and got it. and like, you've got <laughs> a, and you've got a rookie quarterback who's, yeah. who's not going to be airing it out a lot. I think that's the Dolphins' weakness is, is just a really good, stout defense. I don't think Tua is not at all seasoned enough to carry them. They don't have that great of a running game when they're all healthy and they're, all, I think, like three or four of them are all hurt right now, too. So I, I could see this being a low-scoring game. I think the Dolphins still have a, a chance down the stretch, but I, I think a, a, just a rock-solid defense is is kind of the bane of their existence is their offense can't keep it going. Even though their defense is really good, I, I think the Patriots could have enough, enough success it's going to be a pick six or a, yeah. a Cam Newton yep. one-yard yep. touchdown or something, but they'll get the lead and they'll keep it. J.C. Jackson. And then we got the Jaguars versus Ravens. Minshew coming back as the starter. As the sacrifice. Ravens on really a downhill, downhill lately. Uh, I'm I. You got to think that Lamar Jackson's going to have a baller game. Yeah, they are playing the Jaguars, so. I would the Jaguars have they. I mean, besides this past week when they they look what did happen when Derrick Henry ran over him. James Robinson had a monster game too. I, yeah. I'll give it to the Ravens. They need it. I can't believe they're that one. I'm going to give mostly to the coach as well. That one's going to be earned by Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, and the defense. I think, uh, but and Harbaugh, Harbaugh is a really good coach for sure. It just the matchup's too too lopsided, unfortunately. Buccaneers versus the Falcons. Um, Tom Brady's gonna have a field day. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the Falcons are done. They're being that great of a rush defense, and Todd Gurley is literally only touchdown dependent. He's not gonna get any yards. And Matt Ryan, maybe Matt Ryan, I could see putting together a decent day still. Yeah, he, he could do it. Uh, the The Buccaneers, contrary to what happened against the Vikings most recently, they've actually been pretty weak recently against receivers specifically. Unfortunately, Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson did not really – they had an uncharacteristically bad day, both of them. Not that that's indicative of anything, but yeah, I, I think I think the Bucks will handily defeat the only NFC team to be eliminated from the playoffs before Week 14, I guess. The Lions versus the Titans. I just saw the Packers beating the Titans by – or beating the Lions by a score. That's going to be Titans – I think Tan Hill. I think everyone's gonna have it. No one's gonna have a huge day. Like Henry's not gonna repeat. I don't think. I could see Swift putting together a pretty decent stat line. Yeah. But especially if Chase Daniel is the quarterback, Swift's gonna be a must start. That's that's the difference maker for me for sure. 
And so I, I think you got to give this to the Titans. Yeah, with, with Chase Daniel, definitely. With Matt Stafford, I would still probably lean Titans. I feel like this matchup could be a good one for, for fantasy pieces in general, where both the defenses are subpar. If Stafford's there, then both offenses are capable of putting up points. So you could have you could have a higher scoring game. The way that doesn't happen is is Henry and, and Swift kind of control the pace of the game by running a little more. But I like that game a lot. That'll be a fun one to watch. I, I would lean Titans for sure. Texans versus Colts. Cooks is back. That would sway it huge. Yeah. I feel like. Texans being eliminated from the playoffs. Colts. I, I want the Texans to win because I want the Titans to take the division. I don't want the Colts to win that division. They're both sitting at 9-4, and four, but the Titans have the lead because of the tiebreaker. Yes. Currently. I mean... In regards to players, take a look at Kiki Kuti if he's available in your league. Um, he's worth a look because they're diminished. <laughs> diminished, yes. He scored. He only got like two or three catches, I think. I Texans only scoring one against the Bears. I'm afraid the Colts are going to win this one. I would lean that way. If it, uh, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a monster game. Yeah, I think he's more or less unleashed. The Colts are really playing for something too. Like obviously, everyone's playing for the playoffs, mm-hmm. but the Colts have a. Uh, as legit a chance at anyone at the division. I don't know if they could sneak their... Well, they, yeah, they can't get a bye week, I assume, at this rate, but yeah, sad, extremely unlikely. Sadly, I see the Colts getting that one. Eagles versus Cardinals. Jalen Hurts versus Kyler Murray. Battle of the birds. Bird, bird. <laughs> bird up. That's going to be a tough one. I think that's going to be a surprisingly evenly matched because the Cardinals aren't as hot as they started. But in the end... You got to give it to Kyler over Jalen. I think that's it, it's going to be. Jalen had a great game against the Saints defense. The yeah. Cardinals don't have anything up against the Saints defense. Right, not even close. But I'm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles won. I think the Cardinals will pull it off, but not even with Slay. I could see an upset. Like I'm scared, but I'm thinking actually, Eagle. I would pick Eagles. I if I had a place, a, if I had twenty dollars to place a bet. I would pick the Eagles. I that's tough. I want the Cardinals really bad. Yeah, I definitely want the Cardinals to win, but they've keep in mind, like they've they've really been slipping too. You know, like if the Eagles are on the up and up a little bit, the the Cardinals are on the downswing. I I think I would lean the more seasoned quarterback, ironically, in, in Kyler Murray. Um the Eagles actually have a pretty decent defense as well. And then the running game, the Miles Sanders had a huge game this past week on Unfortunately, I can't find it, but I I think he had similar to like when Miles Sanders played the Steelers, he had like a huge run for a touchdown. But if that one run is taken out, he's not really running all that well, you know. So I, not that Kenyon Drake is amazing, but he did have a good game this past week. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards the Cardinals. I'm, I'm gonna sadly take the Eagles in this game. I don't want them to win at all, but I think it'll be them. I think it's I think it's really close for sure. Either way. Uh, then we got Jets versus Rams. That's just Rams. Move on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs versus Saints. Ooh. Chiefs with how that game like just went with Jalen Hurts. It's Patrick Mahomes is just the evolution of Jalen Hurts, is he not? Yeah, it seems like it. He runs when he needs to, smart with the ball. That'd be really interesting. And it's kind of it's – a, it's a similar origin story. Not exactly, but like Jalen Hurts is getting his chance right at the end of the season to presumably carry on to next year. I think with Mahomes it was like week 17 or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the Chiefs in that game. I, I would as well. Browns versus Giants. 
Browns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, maybe it might even get benched. Colt McCoy, we saw him again this past week. We see him too much because Daniel Jones fucking sucks. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a Colt McCoy game. Daniel Jones... He's not like known for being a running quarterback as well, but he, he usually he's fairly athletic. But he didn't run the ball at all this past week. I think that hamstring those usually take a little while to come back from. So and that's indicative of that. So I, I think I would lead the same way for sure. Uh, that's the Sunday night game, and then the Monday night game is the Steelers versus Bengals. You got to give that to Steelers. They're not going to lose three in a row, especially to the Bengals with yeah. a backup quarterback and a backup defense <laughs> and a backup running back and a backup running back. <laughs> so that's gonna that's gonna be the Steelers. Oh, by the way, fuck you, Giovanni Bernard. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Uh, but those are all the games. Um, I'm a lot is gonna change next week. I'm sure there'll be less in the hunt. Obviously, uh, one week deeper. Go, but I think a lot's gonna coming down to those pet last two weeks is in the hunt. Everyone, you got ten and three, lowest eight and five on the bubble. Patriots are lowest over in the AFC at six and seven, and the Panthers somehow still available <laughs> in the NFC. With only four clinched two in each conference so far, but we'll see. This is really exciting with next one week. bye week too. Like it makes, you know, like if, if there was two bye weeks still, then it's like, cool, the Chiefs and the Steelers probably have it. Maybe the Bills make a case or whatever. But with one bye week, I feel like there's just that much more competition. Like the Packers and the Saints are both 10 and 3 on top of the conference, but only one of them can get the bye week. And, you know, I guess someone, again, someone else could, but that makes it kind of exciting. All right, let's go on and do some Bruce Clues. Woo! So I'm going first. All right. This wide receiver is leading his team in receiving yards. He already has the most receiving yards of his career, but he needs one more touchdown to tie his career best. And then I just gave some percentages. He is responsible for 20% of his quarterback's passing touchdowns and 26% of his passing yards. So, well, wide receiver number one in his team in receiving yards. He has the most uh, receiving yards of his career and needs one more touchdown to tie his career best in touchdowns. He's responsible for 20% of his quarterback's passing touchdowns, 26% of his passing yards. So he takes up a chunk of that quarterback's time. I, hmm. I I felt really good until the kind of the last part, last couple of parts. I, hmm. I'll, I'll just guess right away without looking too much. I'm going to say Devontae Adams. Uh, incorrect. Um, well, obviously he's in receiving yards. Yeah, most receiving yards of career probably. I think not. he's got fourteen. Oh, most yards of his career is what he's. Yeah. Oh, right now. Yeah, sorry. And then the one TD ties the career best, which I think he's at fourteen. Yeah, I don't know what his 14. career best is, but next clue. Despite leading in yards, he has only scored one receiving touchdown this year. What? <laughs> um, he is on. It's not Adams. <laughs> no, no. He is on the third team of his career, and as long as he doesn't miss any games, this will be the first game he has played, the first season he has played all sixteen games. Okay. So he is leading his team in yards, but he only has one receiving touchdown. On this is the third team he's played for in his career, and he should play all sixteen games, which will be the first time in his career he played a full season. Um. Hmm. And so he's his career best receiving touchdowns is two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right, and, and then he's on his third team. I, mm. 
The one touchdown, the two on the career high. I mean, maybe he's just really young. No, I mean, 13 of his career, though. Goddamn. I will guess... It's, it's not right, but I'll just I'll just say Robert Woods. No, he is in the AFC East. That's Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. Okay, so now I can more effectively go team by team. It's obviously not Stefan Diggs. <laughs> it's obviously not John Brown. And it's not Cole Beasley because I've watched him score two touchdowns against the Packers live. <laughs> um, I'll have to come back to the Jets. That could be... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't... I don't think Perriman or Crowder, I think they both scored more than enough. Dolphins, it's not Parker. And I can't think of the other receivers on their team. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if maybe one of those weirdos, like Grant or something. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Patriots, it's not, obviously it's not Enkeel or or Edelman. I don't want to think it's better. That's a Edelman just disappear? I think he got put on the COVID list or something. <laughs> and never came he, back. Yeah. I, think I heard nothing about Edelman <laughs> since he missed the game. And ever since then, he just has been like, I've heard nothing, no news about Edelman at all. <laughs> I don't think he wants to play. Tires. He, yeah. does, he does not want to play like, with Cam Newton. I think that's the thing. He's just like, fuck this shit. I've had Brady my whole career and you're going to give me this bullshit. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess they're on the Dolphins. But... I'm going to guess poorly. I'll just guess Grant because I can't think of the other guys. Wilson, maybe. But I'll guess Grant. It is Damier Bird. Ah, I was thinking about it. I've, I have no idea what his Here's history what is. you should have done. I said he's got 20% of his quarterback's passing touchdowns. He's got oh, one touchdown. <laughs> Which means 20% his quarterback of not that much. <laughs> has five passing touchdowns on the year. That's, that's, a good, oh, that's what you not, missed. I did not that's that what that you much. missed. What, who else has he played for? Uh, I have no idea of his history at all. I don't know how old he is. Uh, he was actually with Cam Newton in Carolina. Oh, jeez. <gasps> that sounds vaguely familiar. And he like was in name. Arizona last year. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, Damier Bird, under the radar because they're, the Patriots don't really have an offensive. 26% anything. of uh, what I assume is like he got over 400 2, passing yards. <laughs> but that's what, if you, if you would have gotten it easily, if you would have clicked with the 20% of his quarterback's passing touchdowns, he's only got one yeah. touchdown. That oh, and well, you specified guess, receiving because I think he threw one. I think no, he has not. Damn, um, that was uh, Jacoby Myers. Ah, uh, two two bird. No, was it? I can't remember. But <laughs> yeah, that that's the clue that you would have gotten it on that would if, you if it would have clicked. <laughs> yeah, no, that's and that's you would have realized five passing touchdowns. Okay, that's Newton. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I will attempt to throw you off now. So so far this year, this wide receiver has six touchdowns. They are all receiving touchdowns. Uh, he is currently in his fourth season. His yardage total is 643. His 643 yards, receiving yards this year, is more than his previous three seasons combined. So he's a receiver, six total touchdowns, six total receiving touchdowns. He's in his fourth year. His 643 receiving yards uh, are better than his rookie, sophomore, and junior years combined. I have to pee, but <laughs> that's a side note. It is P. P. Rivers? <laughs> All right. 643 yards, six touchdowns receiving in total, more than his previous three combined. 
All right, I'll give my guess off the bat. I'm going with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It is not MBS. That's a good guess. I wonder what it is. I, I thought. I don't. I don't. I wasn't sure if he had six touchdowns on the year. I think because he, he's he, got. At no, least he hasn't missed three or four. But we'll have to look at. We'll we'll look that up afterwards. I'm kind of curious. All right, I can pull it up after I read the next clip. I also uh, don't know what year he's in. Yeah, he, he's. I want to guess third, but it's it's right around there. Uh, but anyways, so. Part of his success this year has come at the expense or absence of other receiving options on the team. And because of this, I don't know that he's going to be in as involved next year or whatever. And then uh, he's definitely making a case for it. His 643 receiving yards actually leads his team as well. So he's benefiting a little bit from other receiving options not being around or not being around as much. And then that 643 number leads his team in receiving yards. I got one of two. Is it Tim Patrick? It is Tim Patrick. Yes. I wrote him down the first try. I wrote him down the first one. My original list was David Moore, Christian Kirk, mm. Tim Patrick, Greg Ward, and MVS. Nice, nice. All kind of fitting. Like I, I All could so. seem like it. So it is Tim Patrick. I thought I had him on my original list, but that yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, when you said missing time, Sutton and Fant both missing time, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that was a good one. And Jerry Judy has... Five yes less yards receiving. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, six six thirty eight according to Sleeper, but it said six thirty six. Tim Patrick's getting so a lot of weird. touchdowns with like yeah. low yardage lately, but I, I was thinking about like doing the, like the sneaky sneaking in a clue, and I, he didn't have any of these, so I couldn't say it. But I was going to say like he had a hat trick for Patrick. Oh. Didn't work out. Uh, MVS is only in his third year, but he has six hundred three yards, pretty close. Okay, and five receiving touchdowns. Ah, okay, close. so it wasn't too far off. <laughs> we were super close, though. All right, final notes. Let's bring up the schedule and see what games we are not watching Sunday. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what the final notes. Is well, it's, we only have to we only have to cut out noon games. Um, there's only three late games on there's, Sunday. There's there's three late games Sunday. Yeah, and there's eight eight noon games. Okay, so we have to cut out two again. Yeah. So I feel like we can cut out Cowboys Niners. Cowboys Niners, yes. And I actually want to watch all the rest of the Bears Vikings will probably watch for the division. Seahawks football team I want to watch that if we can, but I'm trying to think of which one won't be on TV. Bears Vikings? Bears Vikings. No, that's got to be on Fox. TV. Yeah. Or will Lions Titans be on Fox? Ooh, that's a good point. So I think I think if we had a choice, 49ers, Cowboys, and then our other choice to cut out would be... I would vote... I don't want to cut any of these, but I would vote... Texas Jags, Coles, Ravens? Seahawks, Washington, Jags, Ravens. Cut them out? That... I'm going to have to watch Texans, Colts because of, of Watson. I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching that We're game. We're for sure watching the Pats. We're for sure watching, I think, divisional games with Lions and Bears. Yeah, and then I think we want to watch the Bucks for sure, and I think we... Seattle is fun to watch, and Washington, I always like to... I like to see the disappointment of Terry McLaurin not doing as much anymore. But Patriots still in it. I'm rooting for the Browns tonight against the Ravens, because that would help the Patriots' chances a little more. So I'm wearing my, uh... uh Braylon Edwards. <laughs> uh, Browns jersey from freaking 2000-something. Um, but other than that, I gotta, I gotta pee. Let's pee together. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Fantasy Brewers Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Brewers Pod. You can also follow us to download our episodes every week on any of your favorite podcasting services like Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Have a beer for us on Sunday.